You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We left the seventh chapter of Eruvin yesterday with the question, Kama hu shiro, how much food do we need in order to make a partnership or an Eruv? And Rabbi Yossi picks up this question, how much food is needed, at the beginning of the ninth Mishnah. And he says, Amar Rabbi Yossi, when are we talking about this? And he answers, Bitchilat Eruv, at the beginning of the Eruv. And I think he's talking about when Shabbat comes in. So in other words, when we establish the Eruv, it has to have the minimum quantity of food. But he goes on to say, Aval, Bitshare Eruv, in the case of the remnants of an Eruv, and I'm not sure if he's talking about the remnants if during Shabbat, maybe the food shrinks or is eaten or deteriorates during Shabbat, or maybe he's talking about from week to week. But at any rate, Bishare Eruv, with the leftovers of the, of the Eruv, Kolshu, doesn't seem to make any difference. And then he adds a, a halacha which may be new or may be connected. They only said that you should make an error for courtyards so that children should should not forget. So Rabbi Yossi seems to be saying, hang on, we don't really need the error for courtyards anyway. If we have a partnership in the alleyway, remember that we had our three-way hierarchy, the public space, the alleyway and the courtyard. In the courtyard, we make an eruv. In the alleyway, we make a shituf, a partnership. And of course, if we've made a partnership in the alleyway, then between the residents of the courtyards who give on to the alleyway, of course, the courtyards in some sense are already joined together. If we can walk around the alley, well, of course we can walk around the courtyards. And Rabbi Yossi seems to be saying, well, okay, the rational corollary is that in the case of the courtyard once we've made the partnership in the alley once we made the shituf in the alley we don't need the eruv in the courtyard at all and that might be why he's lenient on quantity so what is this about the children not forgetting well the rambam explains very nicely in his commentary he said look here's the principle that the youth and the children don't know what the adults have transacted in the partnership of, of, the, of the alley. They don't know what's gone on with the grown-ups. All they know is that they're allowed to carry in the courtyard. And maybe, maybe they don't understand the halacha of carrying at all. So, in order that the children in the alley don't forget the command of Eruv, we make the Eruv Chatzerot, the Eruv in the courtyard, which is a bit more small scale, a bit more visible than the than the Shituf in the alley. We make the Eruv in the courtyard so the children know and understand that carrying on Shabbat is not automatic. You need to prepare for it. And by the way, the, uh, the Rambam goes on to say, Ve'en halacha Rabbi Yossi. And the halacha doesn't go according to Rabbi Yossi. But the principle he articulates seems to stand, at least, and that, I think that's why it's repeated by the Rambam.
having discussed what quantity of food we're going to we need we're now the mishnah then goes on to talk about what quality or what type of food and and we've looked at this this mishnah will sound familiar because we looked at it before at the beginning of the third chapter mishnah here says we can make an of or a partnership with any kind of food other than water or salt and we had this in the third chapter they can make um, and by the way in the third chapter this is given as an anonymous teaching um, it's not in the name Rabbi Eliezer and it's connected with you can buy anything with money except water and salt that's in the third chapter there's something about water and salt I mean, the, the, in the third chapter, there's a whole list of of different halachot to which water and salt are exceptions. Water and salt doesn't seem to be proper food. But anyway, in the seventh chapter, in our chapter, Rabbi Eliezer says you can use any food other than water and salt. Rabbi Yoshua says, Kikarhu eruf. You need a loaf of bread. And he means a whole loaf of bread for a valid eruf. Even a, a baking of one seah. Now, this is a giant loaf, this. I mean, a seah is basically six quarts of flour. It's, I mean, it's 144 eggs in the Talmudic. I mean, it, this is a giant quantity. I mean, this is a giant loaf, right? A, lo- a baking of one seah. But Rabbi Yoshua says, even a whole seah, the Hebrew seah, if it's sliced, it may not be used for an Erev. While Kikarb Isar, while the loaf of a value of an Isar, an Isar is basically, I think it's four Purutta. A Purutta is basically a penny. It's the smallest possible unit. An Isar is four Purutta. So it's not quite nothing, but it's close to nothing. A loaf of the value of an Isar, Vehushalem, providing its whole, can be used for an Erev. And we talked before about the the um, the the kind of the light motif of the whole loaf. The loaf is crucial for Shabbat. You know, we have two whole loaves on our table at each meal. There's something about the lo- the importance of the loaf on Shabbat, which seems to resonate right through the halachot of Shabbat and the halacha of eruv as well. So the Mishnah goes on well. Do you need to actually, do you need the loaf itself? Or could you have money which symbolizes the loaf? A person could give a, give a ma'ah. A ma'ah, I think, from memory is about six. It's about uh, four or six isar anyway. I think it's four isar. It's four isar. So this is four times the value of, of the miniature loaf we talked about earlier. You could give a, a, a ma'a to a shopkeeper or a baker in order to acquire, in order that he should make, give you a share in the Erov. You'll see a pattern in these Mishnayot that Rabbi Eliezer brings the Halacha and the Chachamim to seem to disagree. And the, the sages say, 
that money does not acquire shares for him. I'm sorry, there's an error in the translation here. The, the sages say his money does not acquire a share for a share for him. Umode, umode bishar kol adam shezachul umautav sheein marvin la adam ele midato. And they agree that in the case of sorry, I'm, I'm, I think I misunderstood this Mishnah. I'm, I'm going to have to go really slow here. Um, the sages say that. That money acquires no no share for him, but Rabbi Yudah says, "Umodim bishar kol adam shezachulom altav sheim arvim la adam ele midato." That you can only prepare an eruv with the explicit consent of the of the individual concerned. I think this must mean that someone has to actively. Actively participate via the loaf. Amar Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah says, What does this apply to? To Shabbat border Eruvim, to the Eruv, the, the 2000 Hamot. In the case of the courtyard Eruvim, you can prepare an Eruv with his consent and without his consent, because it's a principle in Halacha Lafish Zachin Ladam Shilobafanav. You can Put money into someone's bank account without him being present. Without you can confer a benefit on someone without their presence. But you can't put an obligation on someone when he's not present. As, as, as if I can I can put money into your bank account when you're not there, but I can't take it away from you without your active consent. And the Erev is a benefit. So the Halakha seems to be saying, look, actually we can, um, you know, the baker or the shopkeeper can make someone part of the Erev without him being there. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Benedict.